What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is Highlight Episode 13. On this episode, uh, there's Snappy, there's Tavon, there's Brad, there's Skinny, Koopy, a lot of variety on this one. Uh, you know, get to meet the whole cast, if you will. We've got call-ins, you know, a lot of good stuff. So uh, thanks for checking us out. Podcast with Mo. All right, so real quick, uh, before we get to the whole music person interview, um, you're on because it's going to preview episode 10 of the music thing, which I think is a big deal. Um, it's going to come out two days after this, and uh, that's cool. I didn't think we'd make it that far, and I don't right. know if we can even keep it up, you know. Uh, it's hard to get music and shit, but... Well, it's still been rolling in, though. It seems like it comes out of nowhere. It just happens. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, I'll get someone's like, hey, I saw your post on Twitter. Speaking of which, I need to post again, I guess. But uh, the music episode's been good. We get real drunk. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> basically, on the, on the episodes, and then get all crazy. And you were like, well, you could invite me on. I'll get deep on the podcast. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, all right, well, then you're going to come on. So that's why you're here. So that happens two days from now. But you're on before then, uh, just as a preview to that. So we do randomly bring up your military thing. And so I'm just say we should just explain that of how you got to the military. Because right. I think it's an interesting story that I've never heard. But I've heard of it through your cousin. Yeah. <clears throat> well, how I got in the military was, um, well, I was in the OLAP program. And then um, like yeah, my too. life like... I didn't make it my ninth grade year, so I was like, hey, this this fucked off and stuff. They didn't do anything. Then they're real good, but I didn't make it, so I didn't have a backup plan. But. So the OLAP program, for anyone that doesn't know, out of Oklahoma, it was like, as long as your parents were made under a certain amount of money, um, and then your grades were so good or whatever, then they would just pay for your tuition at any college in Oklahoma that you made it to. But not your fees. Learn that right. shit. <laughs> just the tuition. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's what you're discussing there. But that then, um, so, um, like all my family's been in the military. Like so, I like the National Guard's like, hey, you get this much money for, uh, and we pay for your college and stuff. So hey, that's what I wanted to do, I guess. And they said that ten thousand dollars for that bonus, but you don't get that ten thousand. <laughs> so <laughs> gotta put the taxes and all that stuff in there. But um. It's crazy that they tax the money that the yeah. government gives you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty strange. crazy. So, so after I graduated um, high school, then I went straight to basic training and went to AIT. And during that time, um, you know, I got back from AIT. I came back uh, here, and um, and all during all this time, I like I was still selling drugs. I started selling drugs like in like junior high. And stuff, and so it's still going on. Even like when I came back from AIT, then it like fake right back up. And during that time, so from coming back from AIT to being back here, got caught in a trafficking charge. <clears throat> and because um, um, we were being watched by the Oakland Bureau of Investigation, yeah, had a light horse, and they had a whole big old investigation. It was pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> it was like stuff like you see on the movies. Got videos. Got uh, everything recorded. It's like it was a big ordeal. And um, 
So he was sitting in jail for a month because the first my bond was like a hundred thousand, then it went down to fifty thousand. <clears> then getting bonded out and stuff. I seen my captain. He was um, in the military, but he's a sheriff. He's like, hey man, I've been trying to get you out where you still want to be in because I was still in the service, but hey, I've been locked up in there still. Right. And I was like, yeah, I still want to be in there and stuff. <clears throat> so during going through court and everything, and um, where you're in the National Guard, you do an annual training two weeks in the, you go off for two weeks and do your annual, annual training. And um, so I was still doing, going through my court and stuff, facing like, 20 to life, but they said, it's like first, what they first said, and I was out on bond and stuff. And um, so during the annual training, we were in California doing like some desert training. And then uh, they said, hey, we got a, we got a red, red light. And you go, okay, we got a yellow light. We got a green light. So the green light meant, hey, we're going to Iraq. So during that time, so what the courts came up with. So, hey, if I have a good tour in Iraq and everything, um, <clears throat> they'll just drop the case and, like, nothing happened. So so before all that stuff, before I went over, we got, like, three months before we trained to go over. And ironically, we was going over as MPs. So I'm facing <laughs> these crazy charges. So now I have to go over and be a cop myself now. So that's pretty, it's kind of ironic right. to do that. But, um, <clears throat> for that three months, but I couldn't. So I, and they're felony charges, so I couldn't carry a weapon or nothing. So um, our major, he was a lawyer and stuff. So get me clear to get a weapon. So I was like, well, he's, well you got to have a weapon. He can't just go over without a weapon. Right. So <laughs> during that training, so I was the only one without a weapon for a minute. It's like, man, I got to have a weapon. But um, <laughs> I got all that cleared. Uh, I went over and um, actually had a good tour. I got like a Got an ARCOM. I got like a little Soldier for a Month award over there. So, uh, all right. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and got the little stuff and did, um, got the kind came back and I got that cleared. So, <clears throat> so that was like a, like a blessing in disguise right there. Got that all cleared out. Right. And here now. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's dope. And I always say you're, you went to Afghanistan, but it's Iraq because I just yeah. fuck up. Because uh, one of my friends from high school that I brought up on here before named Jonathan, he went to Afghanistan. I, for yeah. whatever reason, thought y'all both went there, and I just got it twist in my head. But you went to Iraq, so I'll try yeah, to like remember that. Yeah, like the Oklahoma unit, there's like a whole bunch of, we got tasked out to different places because it was a big old movement when it happened. One last thing, uh, maybe two things, but at least one. We'll see how much time. I put us a time limit on here. Eventually, the next part will kick in. So, uh, at the very end of this episode, we're gonna play a song called "Bad Trip." So, have you ever had any bad trips? No, man. Um, like I was saying, like I haven't had bad trips. It's like, man, you see things. It's like it's just your mind. You just like, hey, you know, it's that's not real. You know, you're tripping. So, hey, it's not real. Just your mind. Just hey, you just gotta pretty much ride it out. And you just gotta like was. Just, this chick told me the first time I ever did anything, said, hey, do the drug. Don't let the drug do you. Hey, and that stuck with me. It's like, hey, you're, it's just a drug. Like, hey, you're just tripping. That's all it is. Right. It's not real. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> and Brad Sturex uh, later will talk about things. I think he divides up on su- certain substances, you know, or 
yeah. a little crazier than others or whatever. Yeah, some things um, are crazier than others. Yeah, I would say in general, probably never had too many bad experiences. If anything, it's always just having to deal with dumb people. Yeah. Like, it's always other people. It's never yeah. never me. Yeah, you got to get to bring them back in. Like, oh, come on now. Let me go control you. Like, hey, you got to be a leader of this. <laughs> I'm the leader of the day trip. <laughs> but also back in the day, uh, like, they would give us shit. They would call ecstasy, but who knows what it was. Yeah, it's who mixed knows? up with all kinds of stuff. It was a dangerous world. Dangerous world. Uh, last time I did that was the not I kiss my wife. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got to quit. Right. I quit all this shit. So she was a good uh, influence, I guess you would say. That's um, good. My deep thoughts. I think um, we were talking about your music and stuff. I think when you got started talking about your deep stuff, when you started rapping about it and you put it out there, I was like, wow, okay. It's like some good coping, like, and like, I feel like I've been holding on to a lot of stuff and like, hey, I can let me put, let me put some of my stuff out there too. Hey, you took a step, put your stuff out there. Let me take a step, put my stuff out there and lighten the load. It feels like, like a relief off my chest. Right. Pretty, well, pretty good. I think for me, a lot of it really is, uh, but not even trying to be funny about it is a lot of times I think if I complain about something out loud or, you know, bitch about whatever you want yeah. to word it, um, I lonely am like so stupid. Like even to myself, yeah. right? So even just doing that, you're like, oh, yeah, well, all right. <laughs> so, because uh, I'm just kind of haterish. Like I understand people are all about being positive, but yeah. it is just in my nature. I like hating and making fun of shit just comes naturally. Hey, yeah, it does do that. It's fun to do that too. <laughs> right, it goes we can go both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I want to like football. I just don't anymore. And basketball is cool, but really, all I fuck with is making beats. Right, that's my yeah. new fucking. I know, man. <laughs> shit, uh, I'm really, really ready to just get this shit done. Um, honestly, spending the money on a beat store is gonna be kind of like a taxing thing, right? Like, fuck. I hope I can sell enough to make that money back. I don't, right. and I don't think I will for probably quite a while. If I had a guess. So it's like it's like an investment, right? So it's gonna be a whole whole thing. I'm gonna have to cut something else out <laughs> of my life, I guess, uh, to pay for it. And what I'm gonna do now is we're gonna do our second artist inter- interview. Eventually, I'll just do so many. I won't have to keep telling you which number it is, but I feel like it's fun for now. Uh, I'm gonna call a dude from I believe he's from Pittsburgh. Uh, I call him Brad Sturex. He might just want to go by Brad. We'll see. And uh, he he raps, and he's just become an internet friend of mine. So I felt like he needs to be on the podcast. So let's give him a call. What up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So I hope I got some stuff right. I went with you're from Pittsburgh. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right. And then you want to go by Brad Sturex or just Brad or just Brad Sturex? Uh- I mean, you you know, you could call me Brad. Um, you know, I don't even really like my name, Brad Sturex. It oh. just kind of stuck stuck with me from whenever I was like eleven doing this, right? And you know, whenever I started again, I'm like, well, I guess I'll uh, just keep the name that everybody knows me by, and yeah. So, well, I mean, I think it works well. 
uh, it's at least original. It's easy to find on places. Yeah, there's no other. There's Bradsters. I have found some Bradsters right. doing Google searches. Uh, if you look Bradster up on Reddit, there's some guy on a gay Snapchat. It's not me. He's from London. <laughs> yeah, I checked. <laughs> you're, you're the gay one on Snapchat from America. <laughs> So I'm sure every time you're on, we won't just talk about music, but I feel like for the first time, that's how I met you. So we got to at least cover it. Um, you mentioned something to me when I had talked to you of you started music pretty early in your life, yes, like way earlier than most people I know of. So how did all that happen? Um, I was around, I was, uh, yeah, like 11 or 12. I used to buy CD singles. Um, People really don't know probably what they are now, but it used to just be one song, maybe two songs in the instrumental. Right. And I used to have uh, one boombox with one cassette, another boombox with another cassette, have them recording while the instrumental was playing on the uh, bigger stereo because I didn't have like a corded mic or anything, you know, so it was it sounded like shit. It was shit. But. You know, that's what kind of got me started. I made a little tape and sold it in school. And I mainly, uh, I think, sold any because I was naming names of people in class. And it was just kind of a fun thing to do in school, you know. Right. Um, but, But then around 2008 or so, I started putting stuff up on SoundClick. Uh, yeah, that's you know, the which is, OG spot. Yeah, and, and you don't see many people even like mention it anymore or know about it, but it still exists. The site just yeah. got an update. It, it's still a shitty site. It's not I mean, that great. As but, I would say right before even I was making beats, I would go to SoundClick to look for beats because people were still uploading them there. And there, a lot yeah. of times they were free to download with some tags, you know. Yep. So they're still it's still uh, prime time. I still see this a lot of the same people. Yeah, um, I, from back then. I remember I lived on the forums in like 2007, maybe or so, of just always on the forums trying to collab with people. Uh, it's like yeah, some that of my was best, around my time. Best memories. Yep. Uh, I remember they had this one thing. I don't know why it sticks me so much, but it will. That was like the top eight songs on the website, right? Like not by the official charts, but like by the forums. So like there'd be like these eight songs, and then you could challenge one. And then, like, you would put your song up against it, and then they would have, like, another forum post for a week where people would come and vote on it. And then if you beat them, then you were, like, one of the top eight. And that's basically this ongoing thing they had. And I just thought this one dude sucked. He sounded like a big pun knockoff. Like, none of it gets big pun, but it would just sound so old for, like, 2007, you know? Right. So, like, I recruited all these other dudes on there. We made a collab song called Badass Rapper that got enough votes that we beat him. And I was just so fucking proud of myself. That was like uh, the pinnacle <laughs> that, of my that, SoundClick That sounds career. like a cool concept for a website. SoundClick was definitely definitely where it was at back in the day. I still I still have my old SoundClick up, uh, mainly because I can't delete it. <laughs> I, right. I don't really. It's just up there for the world. Uh, but that was actually that's the very last song I did on there. It's called Talk Talk, and it's shit. But that was the last song I did before I got all caught up in drugs, and and that was like probably two thousand nine. Maybe or well, when it got real bad, it was probably around 2009, 2010. You know, that's where some of the songs that are on on the uh, Spotify playlist that people should be listening to. They should from the uh, A to the Mo podcast. I got a song on there, "Falling Down." That's that's about that about addiction and such. Um, you know that that's kind of what ruined uh, music for me for a good fucking 
six, seven, eight years there. I, I, you know, I don't even know at this point, but I started back up in 2017 and, you know, it's, it's full steam ahead at this point. Stupid bastards, but me, I'm a badass rapper. See, they are stupid bastards, but me, I'm a badass rapper. First off, you know what it is if you heard mo. Keep taking all this medicine, but I don't need it though. Can't be healthy, what's coming out my throat? Is this influenza man? Someone need to check my nose. Just found a sick beat, so let me play doctor. I got two settings, there's beast and monster. Stethoscope to your chest, give me two coughs. Foul the rest on purpose, man, take your two shots. Bending the rules and breaking the laws, but evil and armless amputees, gotta applaud. This is the rap that that pot do cause. Not saying that I'm perfect, just very few flaws. it's music at its purest form really like right. whenever you just you can do that you know and i'm not all with country either but i respect the hell out of it just i respect all the genres really because i mean I, I know what this is it's not easy and just just because it's not my shit doesn't mean it's not the shit right. other people can like the it. only thing that I, I pretty much say by is i can never quite get is just the super heavy metal because i never i don't get when the bass is so distorted that you can't hear anything else i'm like what's the point i don't it just I don't now, see whenever personally. whenever I was around 16, uh, you know, that age, I, I was all about the hip hop, but also fully into death metal, heavy metal. I was going to Cannibal Corpse, Six Feet Under shows, you know, all that shit. Uh, typo negative, Danzig. It, it was it was all the metal shows I could go to at that time. And then now I haven't been to a show in six years. Yeah, I just for some about it, I don't quite get, especially when someone's like, oh, but here's the song played without any amplifiers or distortion, you know, on an acoustic <laughs> guitar. And it's like beautiful. And right. it's like, why are you fucking it up with all the distortion to where it sounds like nothing? And then like a lot of the singers are just screaming and shit. And I'm like, I don't. I, I, don't. I totally get it. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I would say is live. It is awesome to like beat the shit out of each other. Just a loud shit. Well, and that's another you thing. Know? See, I've never been like the, all right, let's throw on some boxing gloves and fuck around and punch each other. Like, that was it's, never it's me as a It's friendly, though. It's some uh, of the most friendly people you ever meet. They'll, they'll knock you out and help you back up and make sure you're see, all right and then knock you out again. And this isn't even just a white <laughs> thing. Like, I know a lot of people are probably out there thinking. I have black friends. They're, you know, they're down to slap box or do whatever. Like, I can't do any of that without me getting pissed at somebody. Like, I wear glasses. I'm not down with South Box. I, I can't <laughs> see without my glasses. Uh, so at the end of this, we're going to play a song by you called Bad Trip. And the reason I bring that up is because I was going to see if you had any bad trips you needed to, to bring up. Because I'm going to ask Skinny the same question because he's going to be on the beginning of this podcast. So uh, I did. I, I had a bad trip. Um, I forget what New Year's it was, but it was in my hometown of Millville. And, uh, you know, long story short, I got told I was a Viking throughout the night. I don't I don't really remember being told I'm a Viking. I just remember trying to recruit others for Vikingry or whatever it would be. Um, 
a lot of cocaine, alcohol beforehand. I got handed, you know, what I guess was a hit of acid. I was really fucking drunk. Um, took it. I guess didn't feel anything. I remember 3 a.m. I went, took a piss. My piss started streaming rainbows. I'm like, oh shit, I feel it now. Walked outside, locked myself out. Some of the houses looked the same. They were like mirror vision and ended up trying to go into the wrong house. Um, it was a not a good experience. Ended up in the hospital. Uh, I thought I was being abducted by aliens, like no shit. I woke up, there was just a light and two doctors. They were ripping off my uh, hoodie and I legitimately thought they were aliens. I started ripping shit off me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I couldn't really see. Um, I didn't have my glasses on again. That's why I don't slap box either. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can't see. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it was a, it was an adventurous night, but you know, I've tripped a couple other times on acid. Wasn't a problem. I think the uh, cocaine and alcohol mix had a lot to do with that. Um, never really had a bad trip on mushrooms. I came close, but you could kind of pull yourself out easier, you know, on shrooms. Yeah, I always but, think that it's way more of a communal thing. It depends on what other people around you are feeling. That's my personal yeah. experience with mushrooms. Like if everyone else is having a shit time, and then you're going to have a shit time. But and if I, everyone is, actually, just get the fuck away from them. <laughs> that, that was the closest I ever had to a bad trip on shrooms was my friend was having a bad trip. And... He just was sitting in this recliner saying, the darkness, the darkness, it's taking me over. <laughs> and like, I'm like, you're fine, you're fine. But after 20 minutes of the darkness taking him over, I'm sitting there like, is it taking me over too? Yeah. Am I getting like, fuck, you know, and it, it just, I, I had to pull us both out, you know, but once he got out, it was good. But uh, psychedelics are very fun. You just need good vibes around you, you know, good people. Preferably somebody that's not tripping so they can kind of watch what you're doing. Right. Uh, the last time I did mushrooms, uh, I think I might have brought this up on the podcast. It was a long time ago. Uh, I, for whatever reason, at, at that time, I was drinking more alcohol. And so I was like, well, I could just blend it in with some water and do shots because <laughs> I hated eating them being all dry and shit. And so I thought that was a good idea. And I get like the first shot and that's like... That was the dumbest fucking idea I've ever had in my life. That was disgusting, and it didn't blend. There's just fucking floaty-ass chunks of mushrooms in this water that I'm now fucking drinking. Like It was just so stupid, and then, you know, the way the mushrooms float, they didn't... Yeah. It just I, didn't work. As soon as, you, <laughs> as soon as you said water, I just thought of that, like, ah. Uh, so, I did it. it off the top. Because I spent money on that shit, you know, so it's like, right? I'm going to eat it. But it was so fucking stupid. It's all stupid. going down. I'm guzzling all that down now. Right.
you scheming? Plots against me, feeling tense, not cement, seeing too. Feeling like my insides are being chewed. Plots against me, feeling stressed, I'm a mess, being fooled. Thought of fleeing, but I'm being cool. All within my consciousness, I'm lost. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. How's life been, man? Man, it's been interesting. All kinds of ran into J Mac. Oh, he comes up all the time on this podcast, way more often than a lot of people have never been well, on this podcast. Well, he just like nonchalantly hit me up on Facebook, got my number, like, hey, I'm starting third shift at Dart. Oh, so he works with you now. That's cool. Well, oh. or how about past tense? He did, okay. Hey, well, he worked two days, and then they moved him back in a, a place called Padlocker where they stack boxes. Yeah. And, uh, I guess one dude took, uh, uh, a friend of, uh, not really a friend of ours, an acquaintance of ours, Mr. Player Click. Oh. Working back there. That's where yeah. he works. I guess wouldn't show him anything. And then took a 45 minute break, come back and told him, honey, oh, you can take 15. And J-Max said, I ain't the fucking one. He was in the break room just going the fuck off. And this is a break room where you get caught cussing or anything, people are at you out, you're gone. Right. So I'm like, J-Mac, I'm hollering across the break room. And I run in there, I try to calm him down, but apparently it didn't work. Man. I mean, that's awesome, though. I mean, let me rephrase that. Uh, it sucks he lost a job. It's awesome that it had to do with Mr. Play and Click, because for just this podcast reason, right? right they're like, uh, Skitty's cousin is J-Mac, who we brought up on last week when Skinny was on here, his cousin who told me all the story, and that's who I was talking about. And we brought up Mr. Play and Click, and then you... Work with both of them for a brief moment, and then all this shit happens. So that's well, because he was enjoying his pack, and then they—they—that's what they do. They just someone don't, calls in, they just move someone back there, don't know what's going on. They should put someone that's been there a little longer, you right? Know? I mean, he worked one machine, knew what one lettering was on boxes. You know, I don't blame him, right? You go back there, motherfuckers don't show you anything. Just be a, try to try to try to punk you like you're a hood, right? Like you're from the hood when you know he's not. Yeah. uh and some bullshit, bullshit for sure. I man, so. I texted him ten times. If he had to come back that night, I could have, well, could have saved his job because I talked to the group lead, right? Told her what was going on. I said, "Well, now what I understand now, he was irate. I could barely understand him. Right. Max hard to understand anyway. Yeah, but he was irate. And I could barely understand him. I told her what was going on. She's like, "Well, tell him to come back." And he fucking wasn't answering. He called me the next day at five o'clock. Hey man, they wouldn't take that as a vacation day. <laughs> I'm like, man, you should have answered my fucking text last night, dude. Never yeah, tried to smoke it. Never. We always thought we was cool, you know. Right. I have a friend. Uh, maybe I don't. He said he was going to listen to this podcast a long time ago. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Um, he's one of the funniest people I've. I know from my childhood named Christopher. Uh, so if you're out there, man, listening, uh, I always mention Carly. It's her brother. She might listen because she likes our podcast page. Um, he'll be a good call in someday. But I, when we were little kids, like six or seven years old, he tried to make his own cigarette out of a tea bag. Oh, hell. So he opened up a tea bag and then he put it in like printer paper, rolled it like a joint. He had a quote unquote filter that was like other paper rolled up. Again, we're like seven. All right. And I'm just watching him like, well, fuck, all right. He's got, he's doing something. So we go outside and he starts to smoke it. Now, at this time, I'm like, I hate cigarettes. My mom hadn't quit smoking yet. And so I hate them. I was never would do it. But I watched him smoke this uh, tea bag. And then his mom caught us. 
and was like, that's why you're so short, because you won't stop smoking. And it was oh, so hell. funny. I'll remember it forever. Motherfucker and, had a habit already. And I don't even know if he smoked, cig- smoked cigarettes as an adult, but like there as a kid, he just was trying to be fucking crazy. And his mom would tell stories of how he tried to smell catnip and shit. So I think it was, a, I, I want to have him on someday to see Man, if this was he is part all true. Bull? They can't stay out of the cat shit. All right, I guess I have one more question I can get us a little more time with. What is your toilet paper preference? Do you have one? Is that a thing in your house? When I was in college, it was Angel Soft, but we have switched over to Charmin. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I've gone the whole game. My, I feel like as a kid, my mom just went Angel Soft. I feel like that's what my mom did. No, my mom went cheaper than that. Yeah, I mean, she had, my mom might have before. So but- I, all right, here's my deal on Angel Soft. They leave these little... Toilet paper pellets. They, they leave toilet paper behind. Char, Charmin seems to smear a little more, but it. Dingleberries, it, if you will. Yeah, dingleberries. That's yeah. what Angel Soft reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally said. I feel like. I'm sure there was some before Angel Soft, but at one point in time, my mom went to Angel Soft, and I feel like Quilted Northern was also a thing that we had when I was uh, younger. But then when I got to college, uh, I want to say that's. I want. Same way, I kept it with Angel Soft or Quilted Northern. But since, like, lately in my life, we pretty much only go with Continental. I don't know why, but it seems to be the go-to, and it's what we, I get every time. We switched over to Charmin at some point. We was Angel Soft, in it, and then... Charmin's too soft, personally, for me. That's what I always thought, but it's been... I don't know, I like a better than Angel Soft now. Well, for sure, for sure. But I just think it's super soft. I, I like Continental. I tried Scott's. Because Michael Scott from The Office, paper company, and I was like, well, this, and it was cheap. And I was like, I'll try this. Very hard. Very hard, thin Man, toilet paper. I went paper. to my mom's last week for Easter, and I don't know what the fuck she used, but you could almost go to a workplace employment and get softer toilet paper. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, for instance, I work at a school, and sometimes we'll go into one, and they have, like, the, the giant paper rolls, and it's like... There's no way this is toilet paper. Right. <laughs> like, it's like half wax paper, half toilet paper or something. You're like, this is weird. You never want that kind of shit when you're not at home. Anyway, I guess I recommend it. When I do watch TV, the commercials are weird these days. Well, me and my wife talk about this quite often. Of uh, We think it all started with the Skittles Right, so back in the day, the only weird commercials were Skittles commercials, and there was the one that still plays now, where the girls like, "Hey, you have Skittle pox," and then pokes one, and then grabs one. one and eats it. She's like, "Are these contagious?" And he's like, "No." I and then she has, so. and right, and that was like the one of the first weird ones. And then they also had uh, the berries and cream. I think that was Skittles or Starburst, one of the two. And it was like berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream, and everyone was like fucking loved it. It was like a weird fucking imp dude dancing, just saying that. And then everyone just started getting weirder. And then Geico just kept getting fucking weird. And they just tried it. They try to keep up this whole. But then they canceled the caveman ones. Well, that was just way ahead of its time. Man, those were funny as fuck. Right. Well, it kind of completely. Cause I, yeah, I shared some recently where it just predicted the PC culture we're in now. Right. Like perfectly. It's crazy how accurate it all was. Um, but anyway, fucking weird commercials. Man, I always remember this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Had a skillet in a frying pan with eggs. Yeah. 
I remember yeah. a lot of drug There was that one, then there was uh, the one we'd always sing in school. I always saw good algebra. Plug it in, plug it in. You remember the little Glade plug-in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally remember those. Everyone used to have that shit before fucking Cincy took I mean, because this algebra teacher would always, well, you just plug it in, and I just couldn't help myself. We're joined by Koopy. Hello. Uh, who is my wife, in case I wasn't yeah. ever clear before? Uh, I think I'm normally fairly clear, but I know I do skim over a lot of stuff because I just assume everyone listens to every episode, but probably not the case. We've been together for a long time, like dating. We've yeah. been married. This is our, we're going coming on our second wedding anniversary this summer. Yep. The anniversary of cotton. Cotton. The fabric of our lives. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We uh, need new sheets. Yeah, that'll be a cool. And bedding. We can get bedding. Let's do that. All right. New Decision bedding. Decision made. Live I know on the podcast. I know we've wanted a new quilt or something, so. Last year sucked because I was like, paper, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I found this perfect thing on Amazon but it was going to take like forever to ship and it wouldn't have made it in time. And how, how, what, how, what was your time frame? How far away was the anniversary when you were looking? I'm just curious. Really close. <laughs> Days? Like, no, like a month, <laughs> like a month away. And it was like a two month thing. And it was, they took a book and then they would carve it up to have like letters. Oh, yeah. And their display picture was A Hearts M. And I was like, oh, well, that would be good, right? And so. You can still get that for me anytime. True. And then I went to go order it because I, I was like, well, we'll see what happens. And there is no way to, like, put a heart on it. They just were, like, inner letters. And I was like, I, I bet did. you just wrote heart. Or like put Maybe, it. but I didn't want to risk it. If you it. were on Etsy, you probably would have had, um, like, a, it wasn't a, Etsy, though. a message it was with else, but. the creator. We can get this on Etsy. I like Etsy. So anyway. That's where I got your gift, which was. And it would not mean the same now because it's not the year of paper. No, that's true. But you did get me a paperweight. Yeah, that was mine. I got you the framed lyrics on paper. They were pa- printed out on paper. Correct. Of our wedding song. Of the poem from a ladies' man that <laughs> Leon Phelps says. All right, one thing I want to bring up to you before we get to book talk, because you always come here to talk about the books you read within the previous month, except this time we're doing it like two days early because months are weird. Um, But the one thing I want to bring up with you, because you, I mean, I won't say you're like the perfect grammar person, but you know a little bit about it. by any means. The one thing I get really annoyed by, and it's because I listen to so many podcasts, and very educated people do this, I am under the impression that the word spelled O-U-R is pronounced like the time frame yes. of how long it goes from four to five o'clock. So an hour. Right? So I'd say hour. And I remember being taught as a kid, like, if you say R, you sound like a fucking redneck. Well, it's just a different word. Right. R is a different <laughs> word than hour. But I hear people from all over the country, not just from in the South on podcasts, you know. And like I said, very people with college degrees that just say, and are this and are that and it gets under my skin more than anything and you know I'm not very a big grammar person I am surprised yeah but that one thing for whatever reason I'm like it's not R because I just imagine saying A-R-E you know that that word 
A-R-E instead of O-U-R. And it drives me nuts. I, I, I think that you should now realize that this is my scene in Saw. Like, you mess those up. Right, but I think scene and saw are different because it has to do with other words. If there's a have or a has, I never remember which one. But this is not, <laughs> this isn't that complicated. This is literally alive, how to pronounce a word. This would be like if you looked at a word and you just mispronounced it forever on everything. That's a little different, I think. Uh, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to call a dude I know of through a f- person. So I kind of know him. Uh, I'll know him at least after I talk to him now. Uh, and they make rap beats slash instrumentals and maybe other genres as well. Uh, but I'm going to ask him some questions about that as I'm getting close to trying to sell some beats myself. So let's give him a call. What's up, man? What's up, bro? All right, man. So here's my plan for you. Uh, the first thing I wanted to ask, well, I guess I need to say your name's Tavon. So, and you go by a couple producer names. What are all of those? Yeah. Get those out. Go by Disaster Beats and also 808 King. All right. And Oklahoma Hitmaker is your Twitter or something, right? Yeah, that's my handler. Yeah, for, for all my platforms, you know, Twitter and Instagram is Oklahoma Hitmaker. It's a good name. And then the first thing I really wanted to ask is, uh, I think we're in the same fraternity, I believe. Yeah, man. Pi, Pi Kappa Alpha. Yeah. So, and then who was your big in the fraternity? We have some people that listen that are in there, so they, they'll they want to know. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Uh, KV was my big. And KV, number one enemy of our podcast, because he never can make his ass over here to fucking record. So, <laughs> just got to get that out there. Um, so how long have you been making beats and all that? How'd you get into it? Man, I started making beats my freshman year in college. Um, it was me, my homies, uh, Dijon and Jaren. We were all on the drum line through middle school and high school. We all went to the same college at East Central. And, uh, you know, just been on the drum line for so many years. You start listening to music and you just we just got the idea of like wanting to know how to make the music. And that's when we started watching videos. And um, our homie Jaren, he, he told us about Fruity Loops. So we downloaded Fruity Loops onto Dijon's computer our freshman year in college. And ever since then, I just stuck with it. And um, I just felt, felt fell in love with it, you know. It was my passion. And, uh, you know, when you're on the drum line, you can only be on the drum line for so many years before it's tra- time to move on to something else. So me moving into uh, or, or transitioning into producing, that was a way for me to continue to be connected with music. Right. So, uh, you know, it was just uh, I feel it was all God, God's timing and everything, you know, because being on the drum line for 11 years that taught me so much about music you know it it taught me so many different drum rhythms drum rudiments and a lot of times when you're listening to my beats you can kind of hear some of those rhythms implied with a lot of my beats that's why um i just rebranded myself to 808 king and it was you know i still go by disaster beats that's my main name that's the name i started my freshman year when we were in college we were trying to come up with the name right and we ended up coming up with uh you know disaster beats and uh you know i just 
rebranded uh, last year to 808 King just to test out a, a few different things. You know, it's all about trial and error as a producer and trying to make it in the music industry. So I just rebranded with 808 King just to try to target an organic audience. And I can go into that a little bit later, you know, if you want to know more about that. But that's just why I rebranded that. And uh, that's where it all started, man. My freshman year in college, we just got into it. And, uh, man. Yeah, and I actually know Dijon. So you mentioned him. And uh, I worked with him briefly in my life. So I have met him. And he's a super nice guy. He's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. So shout out to him. Yeah, man. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Um, yeah, I got into it like a year ago because I rap and um, I just wanted to make my own beats. So there we go. That's how that happened. Hey, that's still that's still dope. You know, um, I believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, like if you if you want to be a rapper, be a rapper. You know, if you want to learn how to be a producer, be a producer because everyone has a different creative process. And that's what I love about being a producer is because, you know, there's so many, so many musicians that whenever you listen to them, it's, it, most of the time it's always something different because everyone's creative process is different. So, you know, I, I give it up to anyone that's a creative because of the simple fact, you know, it's, it's tough because it's so many creatives, but we're all different in our own way. Right. I think, honestly, the best thing about me uh, making beats is it has made me better at rapping because I understand more uh, BPM was just something, and I bring this up all the time on here, and I'm sure no one cares, but it was just something I didn't grasp as a rapper, right? Like, I just didn't get it. I just was like, well, I'll just rap on a beat, and I didn't think about anything else, but now that I've made some beats, I can pretty much hear any beat and immediately rap to it now, which is pretty cool, and that's not something I could have done before I started making beats. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's what's up, man. And I am one thing about you that I admire is the simple fact that you can rap to any beat, bro. I remember when you when we we had collabed on that beat and uh, I was like, you sent me the fouls over and I was like, man, I don't think anyone can rap over this. And you was like, what? Man, I can, bro. And you killed it. You know, it was a weird beat, but you, you still had that crazy flow over it. All right, another season one highlight episode. That was Lucky 13. Uh, you know, this is when we unlocked the ability to have people call in. Uh, you know, so we get the podcast really changed, I would say, at this point moving forward. Uh, and and still is. I mean, moving forward, season two, going to have a lot of people calling in. That's the plan anyway. And, um, you know, very cool. So on this one, you know, you got a good introduction to Skinny, his first real appearance on the normal episodes. He's gotten so much better over the years, you know, getting more comfortable with it all. And then we had Brad calling in, you know, you got to uh, meet Brad for the first time, uh, you know, who again keeps calling in the future. So a lot of good stuff. Um, also, you know, this is right before I finish my 100 beat challenge, which I always mention. So I'm just a shitty ass producer. Don't know what any keys are or anything and fun memories. Uh, so anyway, I do have uh, episode one of season two recorded. It'll come out January 23rd. Uh, get ready for that. We'll have another new episode the 25th. And then after that, it'll come out every Wednesday is the goal. Still working on the special secret episodes. It'll be just for Patreon uh, patrons. So if you're interested in that, go sign up uh, on the Patreon and we'll 
try to I just want it to be like the craziest topic, something people would be uncomfortable talking about on a normal RSS feed. But maybe if it's like a secret one that only a few people listen to, maybe they'll say something crazier. But I, I know it's kind of hard, you know, because we, we kind of push it as is. So, I mean, how can we get crazier? You know, anyway, I'm going to try to do uh, one special episode a month for the patrons. So check it out. And thanks for checking us out.